Hi, party people. So, uh, this is our first time recording in person. Until y'all. Yeah, since pre-pandemic. Yeah. Uh, Terry's going to have his work cut out for him on this one because we're using one microphone and cuddling. Don't you um, think it would be easier for him? I don't know. Okay. He's like, no, you stupid bitch. I know. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> it's absolutely like, not. It's like way harder. Yeah. Um. So let's just introduce right now. Get it out of the way. Yeah, that's Becky. And that's Rachel. And this is Chardonnay and DNA in my- <laughs> Without Chardonnay. Without Chardonnay and in my creepy basement at my shop. It's super creepy. Yeah. So I'm vibing in here, y'all. Yeah. So Becky gets to meet Crosby if he decides to come out. Crosby, are you here? Show yourself. No. I think there's something settled over there, though. Yeah. It's an old building, and there's a lot of stuff that settles. Like ghosts. Like ghosts. Um, but, you know, maybe he'll play with your hair. He does that sometimes. <laughs> he'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> He's not mean. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Isn't it weird to be, like, this close it to is other humans? I know. But, like, if one of us had COVID right now, the other one would definitely Oh, we'd be it. fucked. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but, you know, sucks. We'll deal with it. We'll deal with it. Yeah, so, um... What are you gonna hit me with? Actually, this is compliments of Terry. Mm-hmm. He sent me a TikTok today. Okay. That there is, essentially, Trump rally fan fiction. <laughs> oh! Yeah. How does it end? How do one of them so end? Essentially, I have to know. It's a novel, but it's 74 pages, so I'm calling it fan fiction because that's all the more that a Trump supporter can write, apparently. I'm surprised they can even read. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it is... And if you're a Trump supporter, take that personally. Anyway. (laughs) Listen, we're not an anything supporter. I just want to be clear. We don't worship Uh, Biden either. He fucking sucks, too. No, Biden sucks, too, but but I'm vehemently a Trump um, denouncer. Yes, yeah. So... Um, it is a novel, a romantic novel where a girl, none of it makes sense. A girl is trying to join a sorority. Okay. In college. Mm-hmm. And she's like a crazy liberal. Oh and, um, no, I hate it. Right. So she, uh, she, part of her induction into the sorority is to attend a Trump rally and then write like a, a piece online that's defaming it, uh, you know, to go viral. Wow. Okay. How fucking unrealistic. No sorority would ever require that, but sure. So she goes to it and like. That person has clearly never been involved in any kind of Greek life. Collegiate, yeah. Like collegiate anything. So And like neither have I, but I do know that that's not what happens. Yeah. And so she goes to the rally and realizes that just the language and how they refer to people of different ethnicities and different races clearly shows you that somebody who is. I have to know, how. like, but without being, without being like, please, harmfully, please forgive me because this is not. It's a quote from a fucking it's a Trump quote from book. a Trump book. Yeah, they literally refer to people at the rally as the blacks or the <laughs> black youth, and like the way they write, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and like the Asians, things like that. And you're like, for real though, like. Anyone was going to buy that this was actually written by... If I were a black person in this country in the last... I mean, ever. Ever, really. But especially in the last 10 years, I think because people are so... They still continue to be so stupid. And they won't... It's not even that they're just ignorant. They also, like, they know. And they just won't even... They refuse to even examine it. It's not... Like, they're not ignorant just because 
of generations or anything. Like, no, you know. Like, yeah, you know what, how stupid you are. And they just, like, refuse. I, I'd be pissed. That's all I'm going to say. I, I'm so sorry to... We're going to scoot back because I'm afraid that we're going to bump this and make loud noises. Oh, okay. That. Anyway, so. Okay. She goes to the rally and realizes that it's not a bunch of racists. <laughs> and there's a community. And then there's some guy. She drank the Kool-Aid. And she falls in love with the guy. And, like, that's the whole thing. That's the whole story. Oh, my God. I wanted her to fall in love, like, with Trump and for them to, like, be happily ever after. And then for them to realize that that's actually Trump's daughter and he doesn't care because he actually wants to fuck his daughter. <laughs> So this sent me down a rabbit hole. Oh, no. Because I, I said to Terry, I was like, so if this exists, this implies that Donald Trump fan fiction exists. Oh, it does. You know it does. And so I looked some up. Uh-huh. And it does. A lot of it is parody, I will say. Uh-huh. Is it scamming? Oh, yeah. A lot of it is like oh. Putin and Trump fucking... <laughs> Um, there's a lot, there's a, it's a, it's a lot to unpack. I'm just going to say. Um, and I, I looked it up. I really hope it was on this computer, not my work computer. Cause that would be atrocious if I accidentally <laughs> did that. Yeah. It's this computer. Um, so I looked him up on fanfiction.net because I just wanted to get some ideas for titles and I was going to read a little bit of one of them if I could find one that was a serious one because I want to see. You don't want it satire or like. No. Um. What did you just say? Uh. What's the word you just said? Parody. Parody. Like parody. I don't want. Yeah, it to you be don't a want parody. that. You don't want that. I want it to actually be, like, real serious. Like yes. So like, let me just give you some examples. Um. Donald Trump fucks Donald Trump because he would do that. He would totally do that and probably already has. But that's a parody. Uh-huh. Um. Donald Trump versus Senator Armstrong. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's actually... I don't know who that is. Uh, then there's one um, that's in the Sonic the Hedgehog universe. <laughs> uh, and then here's one. Donald Trump gives birth. Um, Ew. Donald Trump, Trump's sexy adventures. Uh, Obama and Trump war fic. So that means like they're killing each other, which... Ew. Well, Obama would also kill yeah. him. So. Um, I just... Harry Potter fights the evil, racist, sexist Donald Trump. <laughs> Oh, I like that. Donald Trump, the hardcore punishment. Uh, that's gross. In this true oh, story, by, I show what this... And it's by Poop Slayer, I would yeah. say. Yeah, so, you know, um, no, I don't want parody ones. I want legit ones. I want to see how absolutely twisted these well, just take a Just take are. a look you and report back next week. Yeah, and we're going to read some. Because... We, could, we could do a mini-sode on that. Oh, That'd be really funny. It's uh, it's bad. Donald Trump fucks China. <laughs> sure. Um. No, I can assure you it's the other way around. <laughs> yes. So, like, and then they just have Donald Trump fucking, like, characters from different things. And I don't understand. Ew. But, yeah, I, uh, go fuck yourself, Donald Trump. That's well, probably yes. my, with his micro penis. <laughs> Donald Trump wishes he could go fuck himself. Vladimir grants his piggy that wish. <laughs> that is literally the, the fucking <laughs> yikes. I was listening to a podcast, actually, on my way over here, where... They were talking about the whole Russia-Ukraine conflict, and the host called him Vladdy Daddy. He'll never be known as anything else now. Vladdy Daddy. Vladdy Daddy. I mean, he's a horrible fucking human, but like... No, he's awful. He, But he does think he's everyone's daddy. He, he does. He can also go fuck himself. Joe Biden and Donald Trump fucking? 
Their relationship is very forbidden amongst their supporters. Ew, stop. But it doesn't really matter to them. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. Donald Trump at the mental asylum? Yeah, apparently so. Wow. <laughs> Donald Trump gets diagnosed with a deadly disease only racist people can get. I, I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. Isn't I, that a disease itself? I wouldn't get mad at him. Yeah. I, I, so it's a thing that exists. Okay. And I needed to inform you so that you could be just as fucking disturbed, but also amused. Oh, I find it hilarious. And I yeah. really want to find like a like a good, serious one that was someone put their blood, sweat, and tears and seen one to write. Oh, ew. Okay, we also have to talk about something else. Are you done with that? One more thing. Okay. I think that in order for me to find the ones that are serious, mm-hmm. I need to go pre-presidency to when he was like on The Apprentice- Oh, that's and that fine. kind of stuff. Um, but we're gonna find it. Okay, continue. Um, we have to talk about why I FaceTimed you this weekend. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Listen, <laughs> you did anything else get found first? Just all that shit I sent you. Okay. So, listeners, please stay with us on this journey. I'm pulling up all that shit I sent you. Okay, so. My husband and I just bought a house, blah, blah, you knew that, and um, we were, we have this, like, so it's, like, a spare, it's, like, our second bedroom, well, really, it's third bedroom, but it's, like, the guest room. Yeah. And in it, there's a closet, and then it has, like, to the left, it has, like, an access panel, like, to get up to, like, the roof, like, the attic part. I mean, it's not, it's not an attic we'd really store anything in, but it's, like, fucking roof of the house. Yeah. Um. So we were. Joe wanted to go up in there because Joe just wants to like climb into everything uh, that he can. Mm, yeah, that like makes some sense. Typical boy shit. Yeah. So he's like starting to do that, and we had already found a couple like weird things because underneath the access panel, it's almost like there's this little like bench thing. Okay. And under it, he like lifted up the top of it. And there was just some, like, kind of almost looked like just junk and trash. Yeah. But there was a cool, like, Polaroid picture um, of some part of Pittsburgh, I, I think. Um, and it was really old. Like, our house was built in, like, 53. So it's, like, it's, like, a, what, almost 70-year-old house. Yeah. Um, and then, but then we go into the kitchen. And Joe <gasps> opens up this fucking, this panel toward where the attic would open and to say we found a treasure trove would be an understatement i also think it would be a misgiving because it's not a treasure it's trove. not it's, it's a, a trove of horrors it's a hell mouth yeah so- <laughs> oh my god so becky facetimes me and you know <laughs> becky never facetimes me the only time we facetime is if we're gonna like the do podcast. the pod yeah and yeah i don't really facetime anyway if, if, if i do it's a plan yes thing so I answer this FaceTime, and you're like, what? And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And what I see, I can't. Well, first what you see is, because it's probably like, what, 10, almost 10 in the morning? Yes, yes. What you first see is my fucking mug, and I'm like, I have, I still have my pajamas on. I have like a hoodie on. Yeah, And yes. I, my face is just pressed against the camera. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But then. We said something like we're digging around in this crawl space thing, and you're like, yeah. "You're like, what did you find?" Yeah, because I knew immediately <laughs> it was something. And what do I see before me? But a pair of old, bloody underwear. 
dead ass, literally. <laughs> and they're like tidy whities Yep. Um, and I was like, I don't know if that's shit or blood, but it's it's blood. It's blood. I'm looking at it again it's now. Blood. It's blood. It's dried blood. Mm-hmm. Lots of it too. Like the the ladies and other folks with wheaties would know, like after your period, like yeah. Like, we know what dried blood looks like. Yes. Like, yeah. what old blood looks like. And this does not look like period blood. Plus, I'm 95% sure these are men's underwear. They're men's. So, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, is this really what I'm seeing? And then as they start digging other shit out, what did Joe say to me? It was something like, doesn't it look like they trapped some fucking kid in here, and he lived in here or some shit? <laughs> because, and they weren't, to clarify, they were not children's They were not children's underwear. underwear. They no, were adult underwear. some fucking weird shit. Yeah. And then I would... Seriously, have called the cops calling the immediately. Cops. Yeah, yeah, because but, there's no reason for that. No. So yeah, we find this this carved like little donkey or horse. horse. Yeah, it almost looks to me like it's part of a nativity. Yeah, kind of, but or like you know a person's only friend in the crawl space. Mm-hmm. So or like someone put the nativity up there because it's a Christmas decoration, and this kid was like, "Oh, this is my toy now." Yeah. Or it, I, I don't fucking know. So yeah, we find this. Um, we find these bloody underwear. A uh, military button. We find a military button. Um, this old receipt from like I think it was. Oh, my fingers covering it, but it's definitely from 1960. I want to say like 1963. Wow, it's this old receipt. Um, this this Polaroid, which this looks like a part of. The East Liberty neighborhood. You know where that is? That is East Liberty. It's that little. I know that little like, roundabout. Yeah, and there's like mm-hmm. that salon there, and like yeah, right. That's what I thought. So we found this old Polaroid that says it's from. Oh shoot! No, this didn't have a date. Uh, something had a date. We <laughs> we find this old um like water bottle, like a. It's like a hot water. A bottle. hot water bottle. Actually, those are like the best ones. Mm-hmm. Um, because they stay hot. Yeah. Oh, we found this creepy-ass, like, paper doll. Oh, my God. And I knew it was a paper doll because on the back it said, like, fold, fold. Like, yeah. You know how my, my mom would talk about how she made paper dolls. I made paper dolls. Yeah. Um, ours were, like, better. This is yeah. pretty fucking antique. Yeah, yeah. This picture of this little, of this boy. Little buck-toothed child. This little buck-toothed boy. I really want to, like, look into the history of this house. But yeah, this picture, it says at the bottom, school days, 1955 to 1956. So my dad was born in 57. This kid had to have been born in like 45 because he's about, what, like 10, 12 there? My dad was born in 48. Okay. So I'm like trying to compare there. Well, that a 48, someone born in 48 in 1955 would have only been seven. He's older than seven. He looks like he's 10 at least. I'd say 10 or 12. Yeah. Um. So we find that. Yes, a cool military button. Um, and it has the, what is it, like, pluribus unum or something? And that means, I looked it up, it's something very American. It's just Merca shit. It's Merca shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a, on the back of the button, it says Gaunt London. And I looked that up, and I guess that's a pretty popular, like, brand of, like, brass buttons. Yeah. This creepy-ass, like, little, like, Pinocchio shit. Like, it looks like it came out of a kid's coloring book. Yeah. Um, it's like a rip page with Pinocchio on it. It says, a plume in my hat, my tie in a bow. I'm a boy made from wood named Pinocchio. Oh, my God. Um, this is all creepy kid in the closet shit. Yep. Oh, a skeleton key. Did you check it on any of your doors? Um, no, they, no we don't have any locks like that. They're all very, like, mo- more modern. I like, love skeleton keys. I know. It's, yeah. it's cool looking. Yeah. Um, so we found that. Oh, we found this, like, 
It doesn't even look ripped. It looks cut. It's like a baseball card. Yeah, like half of it. Of a Cleveland Indians player, Walt Bond. Um, But this Walt Bond was born in 1937. So you figure this is a pretty old card. Yeah. Because he was still playing at that time. Yeah. Um, This little, like, army man type of thing. But he's sitting. He's sitting in his blue. Almost looks like a mailman. Kind of looks like a mailman. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was some <laughs> crazy shit, oh. but by far the creepiest. Um, oh, yeah, I, there's this, too. It's like, do you see how it has, like, the alphabet? Yeah. It's like this little, like, worksheet that you would use in, like, kindergarten. Oh, my God. That you use to, like, spell words. I don't know. Um, but it was super weird and super creepy, and the bloody underwear had us effed. Yeah, the bloody underwear. I was like, what, what the fuck? Like... <laughs> Wasn't expecting that on my Sunday morning. <laughs> so <laughs> it was nice to see your face, but the bloody underwear would threw me the fuck so off. So creepy. So creepy. Um, and it does like kind of worry me. I don't feel like it's cop worthy. I mean, who the hell knows how long that's been there? And it's not a child. That that would yeah, freak me out. If it was a kid's out. underwear, I'd have turned it in immediately. That would have really freaked me out. No matter what year, because it could have been a cult. Who knows? Yeah, but, like, no, that that would be super gross and weird. But who knows why there was bloody underwear? Yeah, it was really weird and like intriguing, but also like what? Yeah, that's that's just like that. What the fuck? Right, and that that true crime nut in you is like, what the fuck? It's like when I see a box on the side of the road or I see a cooler, like I, have a yeah. I have to stop. I have to stop because what if it's a head? Yeah. Yeah. So, ugh, So, underwear. yeah, I, I would love to know about anybody's stories of weird shit they found in, like, their house. Oh, we could do a whole episode. Oh, that'd be fun. Write in. Send me your stuff. Send us your stuff. That'd like, be really cool. We'll read your user, like, user, whatever, listener. Uh, stories about creepy shit you found in your house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doesn't even have to be true crime related. A lot of people find like in the back of where um like a bathroom mirror would go. Yeah. People find shit behind those a lot. Well there used to be razor slots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people would like shove shit down the uh-huh. razor slots. But then I'm finding a lot of people like so old like folklore and like just old folk magic and stuff back in the day. Like you'd tuck shoes up in the floors or like nails in chimneys and shit mm-hmm. and like they'll dig them out and they'll find jars that are stuffed with shit and I'm like no put it back stop and it's mm-hmm. always like a fucking like it's like a blessing for the house mm-hmm. or like protection and these dumbasses open them and dump them out like I saw this oh, one I that's not anything I... oh I forgot about the syringe too. oh yeah there's an old fucking the old, syringe the old fashioned syringe um it was like a like a reusable yeah, metal syringes yep. from back in the day. Metal and like glass. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that it <laughs> the bloody underwear was supposed to be a blessing for my own. Oh my god, no. <laughs> I think you're good. I think that was a curse. I should have fucking burned them and buried them in the backyard. Yeah, truly. <laughs> Release the spirit of the bloody underwear. <laughs> my god. Mm. Yeah, so that was our. That's excitement. an icebreaker for you. Yeah, that was nice. We're, uh, we're already 20 minutes in. I know, dang. Yeah. It always seems like these go longer when we're in person, too. Like, it seems like... Oh, yeah, because there's way more to talk about. We also flow off each other better when we uh-huh. can see each other. So For <laughs> sure. So, um, I have a tale for you today. A tale. But it's not really... It's not really... It's a crime. Don't get me wrong. But it's not like our typical stuff. It's really yeah. more of an ethical dilemma. And it's not even a dilemma. It's just fucked up and wrong. I love ethical um, dilemmas. And it's about the San Francisco Police Department. Oh, so probably shit. Total shit. 
So my sources are USA Today, uh, the Washington Post, uh, AOL, and then another article from USA Today because they're the ones who uncovered this and are following it. Good on you. All right. So uh, the San Francisco Police Department's crime lab actually keeps DNA stored in their facility, which doesn't sound that far out of the ordinary um, because any crime lab would do that for a certain amount of time, you would think. Yeah. And any DNA. I can see that getting corrupt if it was there too long, though. Yeah. Oh, anyhow. Okay. Yeah. So um, that's that's what we're here to talk about. Today. Okay. I gotta move my computer because I can't look at you and look at this. I just like blew working. your whole story. You're like, no, yep, no, no, that's okay. the whole thing. Uh, let's let's rearrange. Okay. So any DNA that the lab tests are coming across goes into their database for at least seven years, at least, and or no, no, for the last seven years. I'm sorry, the last okay. seven years. And this includes sexual assault survivors, victims of violent crimes like stabbing, robbery, or assault, child victims, including child molestation victims and child abuse victims, uh, roommates and uh, consensual partners not even involved in the crime, and even property crimes if DNA sampling is done. So you're saying if if the DNA was found in 2014, it would be there until 2021? Yeah, so if this has been going on since 2014, essentially, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. I fucked up what I said, because I was reading the first thing I said. But okay. The last seven years, they've been doing this. Okay. Oh, so, okay. Got yeah. There. So, um, they aren't just keeping the DNA of suspects. They're keeping the DNA of innocent people who are victims, or are voluntarily, consensually giving their DNA for certain situations that I'll go into later. Okay. Uh, then... Here's the fucked up part. They're using this database to routinely search for matches in, to like, to suspects in criminal cases. And so they're comparing mm-hmm. suspects to victims and then making arrests based on that. So, like, a sexual assault victim could come in, get a rape kit done. Mm-hmm. They keep her DNA. Mm-hmm. And then she is involved in a crime sometime later. And they're running it through the victim database too, which is a gross, which is not misuse. Mm. Yes. So, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like after Sorry, after an appropriate up. amount of time, that needs to go to a neutral ground. Like it shouldn't the, ever be used in a suspect situation. No, that's ever. what I'm saying. Like the the police don't need to have that for that long. No. It needs to go, if it's going to be kept, it needs to be kept, like, somewhere that the police don't have access to, yes. usually. Like, yeah, that's icky. So, law enforcement and forensic experts told USA Today that the use of such a database is highly unusual, unethical, and shocking. The department admitted to these practices in a copy of the lab's standard operating procedures that USA Today obtained. And they've been doing this for at least seven years. So it could be even longer than the seven years. One of the uses of the DNA is explained is that for consensual partners, the reason that they'll take that DNA or roommates is so that whenever they put them in the database and they're running like a rape kit or something like that, consensual partners will come back as not a suspect. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason they're asking these people for their DNA. So that way, in case it's there, um, oh, I see. Okay. Like, yeah. someone that would have close proximity to a, a rape victim, like, they want to rule them out if yes. they're not 
the person that Right, did like it. if their DNA comes back and they consensually had sex, right. they, they don't, don't want that to come out as they're a suspect. Yeah, that now. makes sense. Or like probably the same thing, like if you live somewhere, they might take your DNA if they're trying to do a property crime so they can rule so, you yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So this all came to light in February when a district attorney in San Francisco. Like a month ago? Yes. Okay. Very recent. I don't know how to say his first name. Chesa, C-H-E-S-A. Okay. Boudin? Just Bowden, I don't know. B O U D I N. Yeah. Uh, disclosed that he had received a case where a woman from a 2016 rape kit, her DNA was used to match her as a suspect in a felony property crime. They took her DNA from her rape kit and used it. And used it like they ran it in the database and she came up as. No. No. That's not how this works. No. You can't do that. So the DA dropped the charges, citing it as a violation of the Fourth Amendment. And he was met with uh, someone at the crime lab telling him that the practice was a standard procedure. No. That's and the DA denounced their actions and condemned them as legally and ethically wrong. So he dropped the case, thankfully. Jason Craig, a law professor at the University of Arizona, uh, was referenced and like talked to about the situation. And he's quoted as saying, these databases work in the background with very little regulation and very little light. It doesn't surprise me. And I wouldn't think that this is the only instance of where it actually happened. So California law actually allows crime labs to operate their own databases separate from federal and state databases with no regulation by the state or feds. So they just have like full databases of like any DNA they come in contact with. To do whatever the fuck they want with. Yeah. So when this all came to light, uh, San Francisco Police Department Chief William Scott said that he'd look into the matter and said in a statement, we must never create disincentives for crime victims to cooperate with police. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, duh. Uh, if it's true that DNA collected from a rape or sexual assault victim has been used by SFPD to identify and apprehend that person as a suspect in another crime, I'm committed to ending that practice. Okay. Yeah, and what a way for, like, what a way for, like, people to not want to report even more when they get raped. Yeah. I go into that more, too. Like, it's yeah. fucked up. So, Senator Scott, Scott Wiener. Is he the Wiener? No, actually. Oh, he's a good he's guy? He's a good guy, oh, but sorry. I just, Wiener. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> I'm assuming it's Wiener because it's spelled like Wiener. Maybe it's Weiner. Uh, has also spoken out against the practice, stating that if survivors believe that their DNA may end up being used against them in the future, they'll have one more reason not to participate in the rape kit process and that they would address the problem through legislation if they have to. Which, you know, it shouldn't be if. It should be we're going to address it mm -hmm. because there should be no gray area here at all. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco and many other cities across the country are struggling with a backlog of rape kits. Yep. And... Statewide in California alone, mm -hmm. nearly 14,000 rape kits have yet to be tested. I think My Favorite Murder raised money a lot for, um, it might even be called End the Backlog. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, because they're, and they're from California. There is, it's pretty gross. Yeah, I just don't, it's awful. Mm -hmm. So they're really focusing on the rape victims here, which is great. But also, what about the other people, like the kids, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the consensual partners and district attorney out food and whatever says that he is also worried about other potential victims especially children in the database mm -hmm. chief scott reported that they have no idea how many cases have been filed using this method great yeah 
but they were only aware of this one, and that's probably to cover their asses. How did that go on for so long? Right. And how did no other DA catch that, if anything's been, you know? So, um, Mark Barash, an assistant professor and forensic science program coordinator at San Jose State University, is worried that other cases have gone on to be processed and stated, in reality, in probably around 99% of the cases involving DNA evidence, what happens is that the defense won't argue on the results. They, the attorneys, won't even go further into looking at the details of the case because of time and resources. So they'll just get That's it. That's fucking nonsense. Yeah. That's bullshit. They'll just get it and prosecute and go. Which is fucked up. No. here, mm, Here's what it is. It's actually probably the opposite because the more cases they close, the more money and resources they get. Right, right. So they just want to open and shut these cases. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> okay. So <laughs> there are um, a few groups that have been trying to work to improve the low levels of sexual assault reported to law enforcement. And they are super worried that this is just going to keep minimizing the work that they're doing and contribute to even more of the problem. Less than 23% of sexual assaults are reported to schools. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's according to the Justice, Justice Department's 2020 Criminal Victimization Report. That's pretty recent. Yeah. Uh, San Diego Police Detective Carlton Hirschman has investigated more than 1,300 sexual assault cases in his career and said, that's just inappropriate in my opinion. You can't take just a swath of people and throw them in the data bank. I don't care if you're a career criminal. I don't care if you're a gang member and you've been shot. Your DNA should not be dumped in with suspects. That's not how we operate. So, like, a lot of law enforcement is like, what the fuck? Why is this happening? Like, it's just really fucked up. And they actually went across the country and, like, asked other police departments, like, hey, do you do this? And they're like, absolutely not. You know, so granted, they may, and they're just covering their asses. But a lot of them, like, spoke out. Well, even... But it's still, even that reaction that you're getting, you know, like, it's wrong. Yeah. Like, you know it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chief Scott has told USA Today that the crime lab would immediately stop notifying investigators of any hits on DNA from the sexual assault victim or... Maybe. Sometimes that pipe right there mm-hmm. will just start going... And you're like, that's probably what's going on. It's so moving. Weird. Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> so... He said that they would stop notifying investigators of any hits on DNA from a sexual assault victim or any other victim when running a suspect's DNA through their local database. And police spokesperson Matt Dorsey said that as of February 22nd, the department updated their operating protocols and stated, we don't want our victims to worry their DNA from a victim profile is going to be used in another unrelated case. The updated procedure stated that consensual partner sample hits will be evaluated on a case-by-case basis. No! Right. Which I think is total fucking bullshit. Yeah. They should also be excluded. And this ends up being bullshit. They shouldn't even be in the same pool. No. Like, they should be in a completely... Yeah. That doesn't even... That's baffling. Yeah. It's it's all horseshit. Like, there's just no reason for any of this. Is anyone suing them? I think they sued... Not yet. This is so recent. Like, the article that I found all of this from is from yesterday. Well, I hope there someone's getting sued. So, there are actually no policies in place for DNA other than a 2019 state law in California that rules that minor crime victims must have their profiles purged after two years. 
Oh, so maybe they maybe no one can even be sued, but there's no law. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. So there's a major lack of informed consent. Informed consent. <laughs> <laughs> informed consent for victims. Fred Fletcher is a retired chief of Chattanooga Police Department. Stated that he's never seen an informed consent that includes we might use it for the criminal prosecution of you. So like they're signing these you know forms that say you can have my DNA, but it's not actually stating what they're using that DNA for. Mm-hmm. So the informed consent is not really informed. There's got to be some kind of like civil suit that can be filed. There, there, there has to there be. has to be, and I bet you there's there's a lot of attorneys like involved in this, and Good. I bet they're gonna they're not letting it die. Like Good. they're make, trying to hold them accountable. That's Uh, Fletcher advocates for victim-focused policing and has seen that in policing there is a crossover between victims and suspects. Sometimes victims are treated as if they're perpetrators, like sex workers frequently are. So when a sex worker reports that they were raped, they're treated like, well, you're a sex worker, so that's a crime. And, you know, they're treated like criminals instead Mm -hmm. of victims. Right. So he's advocating for a victim-focused policing. Uh, He said, we still have a long way to go to, I don't know how to say this word, Bifurcate? Sure. I don't know what that means. Oh, I think it means like separate. Can't you just say separate? No, they have to be fancy. Why do you have to make this detail? Divide into two branches or forks. To separate. Yeah. Uh, To separate criminal behavior from victimization. But when people have been victimized, they should be valued and supported as victims, independent of whether or not they have engaged in criminal activity. Which is true. And honestly, like, it seems like there should be some way of, like, encoding victim DNA. Like, so it's not, so police, but I'm just thinking, like, why can't it be just, like, I don't know, some kind of way to almost protect the identity of. Well, it should just be after they have, you know, done their tests or whatever. That shouldn't be uploaded into a suspect database. No. And, like, there needs to be two separate databases, and the one can only be accessed. And why do rape kits even need to be kept after they're I, tested? Like, even that is creepy. Like, if it's, if it's not solved or whatever. Well, that's but... one thing. But, if they, but yeah, but after, yeah, that's true. But after they're tested in, like, the court proceedings, like, I don't know. I just hate this. Yeah. So sexual assault victims already have many reasons to distrust the system. And Jessica Pride, a San Diego-based attorney that represents assault victims, states that you're taking away the choice. It's their body and they've been violated. And you're further violating it by taking their DNA without their permission and using it for your own intents. And, I mean, that goes further than just sexual assault victims. That's Mm -hmm. any victim of any kind. Yeah. So despite the February 22nd policy change and their commitment to ending this practice, <laughs> right, the department's internal records show that officers can continue to do it, but won't be as transparent about how they found the DNA. Um, no, you need to burn that DNA yeah. to the ground then. Like, then fucking, no, then start all over because that's doing more harm. Yeah. Oh, that's so gross. A March 9th article by USA Today uncovered that the procedures state that the officials were con- will continue to store and search victims' DNA samples to solve unrelated criminal investigations, but won't identify matches to anyone outside of the crime lab except on a case-to-case basis. So that what gives does them that mean? That means they can do it whenever, whenever they, want. they want. Whenever the fuck they want. And yeah. it's not okay. If there's no match, and they can only do that if there's no match with the FBI-maintained offender DNA database. Still not okay. 
Chief Scott of SFPD stated that he emphasized to staff that victim DNA should not be shared with investigators Mm-mm. and has said it doesn't matter what case it is. If it's a serial killer, Scott said, no victim information will be shared with investigators. I'm not a scientist, but I know what direction I gave. I know what confirmation I gave to my lab people. The chief of investigation is very clear that it's not to be done. They're still going to fucking do it. But I, yeah, I do agree with that idea, though, that, like, investigators don't, you don't need to access that. No. Why don't you just follow the clues that you're given in the fucking case? Yeah. And you pull a Sherlock Holmes, you follow the clues, and then it, those clues take you to the answer. Don't, like, cheat. It's cheating. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and this, this also... I mean, this also touches on the genetic databases, though, too, in a way. It does. Nobody's consenting to give their DNA to solve a crime when they're doing that. But again, you were not victims. We're like, not we're... victims. And you are, you're, you're willingly, we are kind of consenting. Because yes. I think, like, you It know, probably says that somewhere. It, it says it somewhere. And it's, like, it's more, that's more of just, like, a, oh, I want to know where my ancestor came from. Like, right. it's not, I, I get what you're saying. But I was thinking about that, too, like. That's all. That's not the intended purpose. You no. know? And, like, even if it does say it, can you opt out of that? Probably right. not. No. <laughs> you just don't get to find out anything. Yeah. So, uh, DA Budin and Professor Barash have both come forward stating that it's just a way for the cops to cover their asses, essentially. And they'll continue to do what they're doing with less transparency. Oh, they're going to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're just not going to be transparent about it. Yeah. They're just going to be sneaky. And then they just want to, like, shut these cases down so that yeah. they can have higher numbers of cases being solved and shit, even though they're solving wrong. Yeah. The San Francisco Police Department has launched its own internal investigation into the scope of its use of DNA belonging to victims and consensual partners. So far, it has identified at least 17 other cases in which there has been suspect DNA matched to its local database, 11 of those matching rape kit DNA. Yeah. I don't understand why rape kit DNA, like, why can't the results of the test just be recorded and the DNA isn't even needed anymore? I mean, like from the victim, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand how any of this is actually stored. I just, it just shouldn't be stored. Um, San Francisco Police Captain Sean Perdomo told police commissioners that uh, yesterday, which was Wednesday, the 19th of March. Uh, DA Budin has not stopped working on making sure this doesn't happen. His office has worked with California State Senator Scott Weiner, Weiner, whatever, and a broad coalition of sexual assault survivors and criminal justice advocates to create legislation that ensures victim DNA won't be used against them by law enforcement. I feel so bad if his name's Weiner and I'm calling him Weiner, but whatever. <laughs> uh, Weiner, who introduced the legislation Monday, told USA Today the proposed legislation has already received significant rep- support. What San Francisco's crime lab has done shows there is a significant loophole in state law that allows enforcement to use victim DNA against the victim in the future. Our legislation will make clear that you can't do that. If a victim is providing DNA in an investigation, that DNA cannot be used against that victim for an unrelated crime in the future. I mean, that needs to happen. So yeah, then, And it should be fucking countrywide. It should, yeah. that A law needs to happen or, like, because then there, the police will probably still fucking try to use it. Oh, yeah. But at least there should be something backing up that they can't. Yeah, and they'll be able to sue. Yeah, they'll be able to sue. So And get these dirty-ass investigators fired. Yeah. That's my case. 
That's oh, my story. That just made me so mad. Yeah, I uh, I read that and I was like, oh, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, that just really pissed me off. Yep. That's yep. San Francisco. You San said? Francisco. Fuck off. Yeah. So that's that's. I it. bet they're doing it in a lot of other places. Oh, I know they are. Guaranteed, they are. Yeah. And that just it's even worse. Like you know what I mean? Like why why has this gone unchecked for so long? Before they, you know, realize like, oh fuck, this is a problem. I know. And wait, and how did they realize it? That DA, he uh-huh. got a case, and in the case, he reviewed it and it said they got the girl's DNA from, from a rape okay. kit. Got it. And he was like, absolutely fucking like, not. He's like, there's like a record scrap. Yeah. Sound. Like, he's like, what? yeah, <laughs> not doing that. So oh, wow. Well, good on good on good on Wiener, right? For yeah. For trying to do for legislation. For trying to, like, yeah. And for that DA, because he's not letting it go either. The like, DA, too. He's really working on it with other advocacy groups, too. Oh, yeah, because Wiener's not the DNA. Wiener's the... Yeah, Wiener's the senator. The senator. So, you know. But I just wanted to talk about that today, because it's fucked up. And yeah, it not is. Our... And that's, like, really important for when we're, like, voting local elections mm-hmm. and shit, too. Like, you gotta look that shit up. And I'm not the best at doing that. Yeah, I'm really not either. And... It also just shows that we need to be holding, again, more accountability for law enforcement, you know, and, and their like, ethical. Like, I vote in local elections, but I certainly don't put as much stock in it as the bigger ones. But we really need to, because that's actually where a lot of that, those decisions, oh, yeah. like, get made. Oh, yeah. Like, I. That's grim. Yeah. It's really fucked up. Yeah. It's not a typical kind of case, but something that I thought we needed to talk about. No, and, like, it's very interesting. Bring to the attention of listeners. Yeah. It's very fucked up. So maybe we'll put the, uh, we'll have to look into maybe backlog uh, donation. I think it was a, I think it's called like end the backlog. I was is it just, just thinking, for California or is it for? I don't know. I don't think so. Because, maybe. It, you know, we can always, you know, do a call to action for that. End the backlog. Oh yeah, it's for the United States. Is it? Okay. Mariska Hargitay is oh. the founder. Oh, not us. Yeah. She's on SVU. Yeah. Which else? She was dumped the ass. <laughs> <laughs> can we start? Can we, can, we, can we also raise awareness for that? I'm just kidding. That's no. like insensitive. But like, I don't mean to be insensitive. But we're talking but about Mariska Hargitay. I know. That's how it came out. But like, man is bootied up. I don't know what to. Tell oh my you. god, she could, she could end the backlog just with like some, just some like. Ass pics. Just in, I don't even, just in pants. <laughs> he is, he is, who gave him the right to, to have, have a butt, dump truck ass? To have that booty. I, do, I just don't understand. For those of you who are talking about one, how could you? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? I always it's forget. Elliot. Is, is the name of his character, but his name oh. is. Oh, is Chris Smith? Yeah. I don't fucking know. I just look at his ass. That's. I it. know. Law and Order. SVU. Um, Christopher Maloney. Christopher Maloney. So just type in Christopher Maloney dump truck ass and, and it will come it. up. And it literally is like a bookshelf. Like it like it double shaped like, up on a Tuesday. There's like big. there's like surface area on top of his like butt. You know when what I he mean? walked, I bet the clap of his ass <laughs> cheeks is like 
but thunderous. It's like, but it's like very mus. It's like it, don't picture a woman's butt. It's really no, not. It's very it's, muscular. I, I don't. I don't know. I just I, there's no words. There's no words. It is. Um, I would like to petition for like like what that fam. Like I'm sorry. What I want to like petition for Chris Maloney to just end or what is it? Chris Maloney. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I yeah, Chris. Malone. We're like we can't get his name because we're the so best mesmerized. Butt in prime time. It's you ain't wrong. Ridiculous. Just it's got perfect shape. All he has to do is twerk, and he would end the backlog. Everyone would donate. He would cause. He'd end world hunger. He'd have, he'd have, cure cancer probably. Wo- world peace would be achieved. Uh huh. The Ukraine and uh, Ukraine and Russian conflict might end. Yeah, and it's Maybe. so funny because in fucking he is in that show called Happy. Uh-huh. Which he plays like a fucked up detective, ass cheeks out, mm. walks around like half naked. Like, I just, mm. but yeah, he, excuse me, look at this flexibility on this man. No wonder. So if you, if you don't already have an obsession with Chris Maloney's ass, Damn. I hope that you do after. <laughs> That's like full daddy pick. <laughs> I can't. Vladdy <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i mean he is very very good looking um i apologize to our male listeners this... that just had to hear us talk about that oh forever, listen but... here women get objectified all the time yeah. i can objectify his ass for I, he knows it too and i think he fully embraces <laughs> I think he, it i think he why else would it? he stand like that no come on <laughs> that sounded like victim blaming and i didn't mean it too but like i think he highlights his I ass think, because i think he shows the paparazzi his i ass. think that he knows it's good and damn right it's good so show the world baby i want to see it nothing wrong with that if we have customers in the store and they can hear us right now <laughs> google it like i don't know <laughs> look it up it's life-changing um yeah wow well i am very anxious to talk about mikado green yes have you watched the dropout no have you heard of the dropout yes do you know what it's about yes okay i don't know what like rock i've been living under i didn't know about elizabeth holmes yeah until lauren and i were talking about inventing anna um and then she's like have you also heard of like elizabeth holmes and there's a show called the dropout and i'm like what? So then I listened to a podcast about Elizabeth Holmes, and I'm like, that bitch is crazy. Yeah. Do you know about The Voice? No. Voice. Okay. Just a quick rundown of the show, The Dropout. It's on Hulu. It stars Amanda Seyfried. Yes. Um, who's also in, like, Mamma Mia. Like She's also in Ted. Yeah, too, she's in a bunch like, of shit. Yeah. Um, people are, I've heard, like, people are kind of making fun of the acting. Honestly, I think Amanda Seyfried really captures what a fucking nut this girl is. Well, and that's the thing. They were making fun of uh, what's-her-face for inventing Anna. But that's just how she was. She's dead on. Yeah, and like, the person is just yeah, a nut. Like, yeah. okay, so the voice. So, in a nutshell, the uh, Elizabeth Holmes had this company called Theranos. It's a fucking combination of therapy and diagnosis. Yes. Um, so, Theranos, she was trying to make this, like, little machine that could be, like, mass-produced and consumers could, like, test their blood in their homes for, like, different shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, And this was, like, she kind of started... She dropped out of Stanford. Yeah. So she's very, very smart. She drops out of Stanford, like, in her sophomore year or something, which is, like, around 
want to say like 2003-ish. So this series, it's like kind of from then, a little bit before when she was like getting into Stanford. And then now I'm at the most recent episode. They come out like week by week. So now we're in like 2010 or 9 maybe because they're talking about Obama. Okay. Um, And like his healthcare plan and stuff. So anyway, she basically wants to create this machine and just cons everyone to do it. But it's different to me than Anna Delvey because what Elizabeth Holmes is doing, she wants to fucking, this machine, this prototype they have, it doesn't work. And they're trying to get it into stores like CVS and Walgreens. And it doesn't actually do it. And it doesn't work. Like, they're just like, we want all this money to get it to work, but we're going to try to, like, put the cart before the horse, basically. And, like, con people into it. It's really, so that makes it even more fucked up. Because Anna Delvey just wanted, like, just wanted this art foundation thing. Like, this social club. And to be, like, elite and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and it's like, that's, and honestly, the people she was trying to get money from, it probably really wouldn't have happened. Like, yeah, but also they were, it's not a couple. They're rich. They're rich. They're rich. They're not conning, like. Grandma, right in the CBS. That's that's why I feel bad. That's why I felt bad for her friend Rachel because Rachel legit was like, like she was a more self like self made in that like yeah. she did it honestly. Yeah, like but she really didn't have that money to give. So I don't know. I yeah. still I still will fight for her. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Um, definitely an opportunist, but I think that whole argument's kind of dumb. Right. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes is just wild as fuck like the goddamn caucasity of this woman so <laughs> the voice thing she and they show this happening in in the show they show amanda seyfried like talking to herself in the mirror trying to get she like purposely lowers her voice to sound more in control and like masculine and dude what the fuck so i didn't i never heard i looked up like ted talks of her with because I was like, did she really sound like this? Because yeah. I really didn't know much about her until I started watching this. She really did. And here is, Lauren sent me this because um, she was like, but she changes it because Elizabeth Holmes will swear. And I'll, I'll, show, I'll show you a video of that too. She'll swear that this voice is real. But listen, and this is gonna, this is a YouTube video called Elizabeth Holmes accidentally uses real voice. So she's sometimes will slip. Okay. Hold on. Foggy. Don't want me to go. This is what happens when you work to change things. And first they think you're crazy, then they fight you, and then all of a sudden you change the world. And um I, I have to say, I, I I personally was shocked to see that the journal would publish something like this. Her voice, her deep baritone voice, was that fake too? According to uh, my sources, uh, it was uh, an employee who joined the company in 2011, uh, had a meeting with her shortly after he joined, and um, it was late in the day, and, and uh, they were finishing up the meeting, and uh, she sort of um, expressed her excitement that he had recently joined, and as she got up, she forgot to put on the baritone and slipped back into a more natural-sounding young woman's voice. Was everything about Elizabeth Holmes a fraud? A lot of it was a lie. So listen. No, 
it has it. Well, if I use traditional words to describe what we're doing, it's hard because it's associated with conventional processes for analyzing drugs and development or whatever yeah. aspect we may be applying our technology to. But no, it has it. Well, if I use like that, that. No, it has. Or, or, yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? I, I mean, and I'm sure it's some kind of power move or psychological thing that, like, she probably read somewhere that, like, they'll take you more seriously if you sound like a but man. She did it for years. Yeah. That's okay. That'd and then, be painful, right? I'm sorry. That's some next level crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I said this to Lauren today. Um, I guess this seems pretty recent. This is like a TikTok. Um, I've been getting a lot of questions again about the authenticity of my voice. I can assure you that my voice is very real. I found it once on an exhibition of the Amazon rainforest, and I put it inside of my body. <laughs> People say that I invented this voice, but more than anything, I found it, or rather, it found me. That's just like someone making fun of her. Let's talk about my new company, Theranos 2.0. I think that is her, though. No. Is it not? It's not her. Oh, maybe it's... It's Oh, no, she... But that looks a lot like her. Oh, yeah, she did a great makeup job. (laughs) Oh, my God, I just, like, out of myself. No, I totally... I totally believe that because, look, that even looks like her. Oh, it looks just like her. It does. It does, but it's just, like, a, a joke, but, like... Oh, as soon as she said I found it and put it inside of me, I was like, yeah, that's a joke. My body. That's not. No, okay. I feel like an idiot now. No, but it looked like her. It really did. But yeah, so she, I don't, to me, that's some like, well, and it sucks because like, she's promising something to people that could really help them. Like, truly help people. Oh, I find and her very sinister. Yeah, that's just fucked up. And there's this really charming, like, he's like the head of chemistry. He's so cute. He's like this old um, British guy. And in the show, I don't know if this part's true in real life, but in the show, he had cancer and was trying to, and like, got treatment. So he knew how hard it was to get like stuck with needles all the time. Yeah. And then she, like, she does him so dirty because she, he like calls her out and was like, you can't be doing this. Like, we're not ready. Right. Like, this technology is years away from being ready and you're trying to mass, like, produce it. It's crazy. You should watch it. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I've been like waiting for more episodes to bank up so I can just like burn through them. I think there's four okay. now, but it's it's like really. I just kept calling her really bad words when yeah. I was watching this last uh, episode. So yeah, that's the dropout. It's weird, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, I definitely cannot stand her way more than Anna Delvey. Yeah, yeah. And I also think Anna Delvey was like low-key mentally ill a hundred percent because i think that she really was deluded into in the into fact believing into yeah. believing like whatever she believed about her family well and the way she disconnected like whatever mm-hmm. she got caught in things like yeah. it, it wasn't that's not a normal thing like the way that she just like shut down and like you know and she was like emotionally unstable yeah a hundred percent um but no i think elizabeth holmes was a straight-up narcissist yeah. like i think she's just a straight-up like um, just thinks that she has all these answers, thinks she's smarter than everybody else. And it's like, really, that all might be true, but you're also just kind of a huge asshole. Yeah. Like, I don't absolutely. care how smart you are. You're a dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that gross? Yeah, it's really fucked up. Yeah. Okay, I don't know if I should, I should talk about this. Hmm. Um, 
My Pad Room is not about a show that I've watched, but oh. it's one that's now out. Okay. And it's like a dating show that's supposed to be like Regency era. They all dress in like Regency era clothing and it's like oh. in a castle and like Is it a reality show? Yeah, like a dating show. What is it? Uh Royal something royal. It's fucking dumb. <laughs> but like, like you want to watch it, don't you? No, I actually don't. Like no? I do not want to. Um because the reason that they're doing it is because Bridgerton came out and everybody's like obsessed with fucking like, you know, Regency mm-hmm. era stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're also forgetting that like Bridgerton is not Bridgerton is a historical is an alternate history, mm-hmm. not actual history and how all of this stuff actually happened. Yeah. And like um it's uh nothing like the shit that they do on the show, like let me just be clear. You would not go on a private date with somebody without a chaperone right, no. in the Regency era. Like it's just So wait, it is it's a, it is reality though. It's They're a just reality like getting show. It's called uh The Courtship, a Bridgerton inspired dating show. Oh, that's weird. Um, it's awful looking and like I hate they make them dress up in the costumes and shit. Like, literally. It's oh, awful. That's how oh no, that's so tacky. I just don't like it. And I, I don't like the, I mean, that's also just me being super picky and being I like, totally thought this me. would be like a guilty pleasure for oh, you. Oh, no, absolutely not. I'm like annoyed by it. And it, because they're literally, if you're, if you're doing something, be like, oh, this is going to be Regency era. They're romanticizing something, right? But they're romanticizing a fake version of it because whatever's happening in the show would not have happened at that time. And like in that picture, I just saw a black lady there. Yeah. Do you really think a black lady's gonna be it's Bridgerton like, expired inspired, which like Bridgerton right. again is an alternate and like they do a but good it's job. It's a show. Yeah. It's a it's a fake reality. Yes. Like it's not it's not actual oh. like I and I don't know if they're really taking inspiration from the Bridgerton books and that's why they they did it that way. But it just really No, I think it's just the theme. I think that's all of it. It is. really just kind of like fucks with like Oh, sure, let's just pretend like we didn't treat people like shit back then. That's what I mean. And that like that's what I mean. you know it's like people of color were treated equally. Right. They weren't and, and women too. Yeah, for that women matter. weren't treated like she can go on dates with these men when I, that's what I cared about more was like yeah. I didn't even consider the person of color aspect at first. I considered the fact that like it's a woman who has no rights back then, let's just be clear. And she is allowed to go on alone like dates, dates with men and kiss them and do things like it's a regular date like that would not be allowed. No. If that's, like, really gimmicky and weird. Yes. If you're going to have a Regency show, fucking, like, make it legit where, like, they have to have chaperones and, like, you can't be alone and they have to go through the courtship and, like, it, it's fucking weird. I no, know. it's just, that's literally just a, it's just a marketing ploy. That's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah, that's stupid. Let's romanticize an era in history where shit was really fucked up and... How about you make a Harry Potter-inspired dating oh, show? I, I might die. be on board with that. I would die for it. Yeah, that's weird. That's just really weird. I don't. I I saw the ad and I was like, "What the fuck is, is that going to be like on primetime television? Yes. Or is that going to be straight? It's like the New Bachelor. Oh, for fuck's sake! It's that's exactly America, what it is. I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> so I'm just like annoyed by it. I guess. And I saw it. Not not a part of me was curious. I was just like, "Fuck that! That, that looks that's fucked up. so dumb. I don't like it. Like, no. yeah, no, not at all. No, not at fuck all. That. So there's that. You know, add to bullshit that we deal with yeah that's gross if anybody watches that one shame on you but two like tell us how it is yeah i, I do kind of want to know like but like from what i'm seeing though like it's not accurate at all and... well i don't even think they're gonna do 
are they even going to do anything that is really inspired by that? Just time their period? clothes. Except their clothes. That's it. Just their clothes. That's it. They're probably going to have their iPhones. Yeah. Like, they're doing like dances and stuff, but like. Yeah, but the, it's not going to, it's just going to be a dumbass costume. Yeah. No. It's fucking stupid. Um, um, I had TikTok drama too. What did I have TikTok about this show? TikTok drama? Yeah. There was. Save it. Yeah, we'll save it. It's a lot. Okay. It's a lot to unpack. Oh, okay. Well, pretty long. I yeah, mean, like, we're so almost at an hour. So, if you want to do the socials, I'll do the socials. We are on the electronic mail, <laughs> uh, Chardonnay and DNA, all spelled out at gmail.com. Chardonnay and sign DNA on Facebook. Chardonnay and DNA on Instagram. Is it Chardonnay? Yeah. Okay, I always get those in the, the Twitter that we don't use. Confused. Yeah. Um, Please send us stories. Send us, like, any instances of you finding some weird-ish in your house. Mm-hmm. That doesn't belong to you. Like, I don't want to know about your weird shit. Yeah, I just, no, I want to, like, I just previous tenants. Things that you, things that you just came upon. Yeah. Um, yeah, send us stories. We've been getting good suggestions. Oh, we actually got our cool listener, our new. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm so sorry I'm blanking on your name, ma'am. Lisa? Is it Lisa? I'm gonna She's I'm gonna, gonna find it. it. Oh, for forgetting or yeah. yeah. Um Lisa, where are you at? Are you Lisa? Are you Lisa? I feel yeah. like yes, but I'm also probably wrong. Or Lisa. Lisa, okay, sorry. Uh yeah, Lisa sent a really good story that I actually might do next week. Cool. Um, so thank you for that. And she shared a really cool personal DNA connection. I'm not gonna share too much about it, but like a personal like DNA thing. DNA yeah. story, which is really Kind of gave us like an idea of maybe we'll have people come on and talk about their DNA shit. That would be awesome if like anyone was comfortable with that. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I said them all. Cool. Um. Yeah, that's it. Uh. Good night. Good luck. Get ready. Get fucked. Bye. Bye. Bye.